Welcome back to It's Okay to Buy Another Book. I am your host, Angela Hilario, writer and bookworm. And in this week's episode, we will be talking about a novel that was a five-star read for me. It's been added to my all-time favorite books shelf, the ever-elusive all-time favorite bookshelf, and that is Evil Eye by Ita Rum. This was published in 2023, and yeah, I just, I absolutely adored this book, and I can't wait to get into it. As always, this episode will be separated into two parts. The first part will be spoiler-free, and then after our instrumental break, we will be talking more about the spoiler aspects of the plot. There aren't that many spoilers, but they're probably plot points that you don't want to know if you haven't read the book yet. So let's get into it. So Evil Eye follows Yara. She is a Palestinian-American young woman. She was born and raised in Brooklyn. She had a very sheltered life. She's the youngest of a family of boys. So there's that difference that she sees between how her brothers were raised and how she was raised. And at age 19, she marries a guy that she was introduced to by her father. And her husband, what is her husband's name? Fadi. Her husband Fadi is not really a typical man that she sees in her culture. He's definitely more lenient towards her going to school. And that's something that really drew her to him after like, I think they had like one date. And then, and it wasn't even a date. It was like, let's talk in my room while my parents, while our parents are talking in the living room. And she realizes that Fadi wasn't going to hold her back from pursuing the life that she wants. And one of those things is going to college. So she goes to college. They move to North Carolina and they have two daughters and she's working as a art teacher at her local college. And she's kind of frustrated with her job she really wants to teach more classes about art. Right now, she has like an introductory to art class that her students don't really like are enthusiastic about. And on the side, she does like graphic design for the college. The book opens with her being scolded in a way by her mother-in-law saying that she isn't really herself she you can automatically tell that Yara is depressed and she just sort of goes through the motion of her life she goes to work she picks up her daughters she takes them to the library then she goes home she cleans she cooks dinner takes a shower with her husband like that's their routine like they take showers together and then they eat in their bed while they watch like a sitcom rerun and this is like every day over and over again until one day a colleague of hers, a white woman, <laughs> I should say, because that's an important part of the thing, goes up to her and she's like, Yara, do you did you hear that they're hiring chaperones for this trip to Europe? Students are taking a trip and they need chaperones. And Yara, this is what like gets Yara excited. She's like, 
well, she's never traveled before. Um, she hasn't even traveled like outside in New York because she wasn't allowed to um, go around. She was, she always went from home to school, then home. So you definitely feel that she has this yearning to travel, has this yearning to do more, but she's held back by Fadi. Um, Fadi doesn't want her to take this trip because he has he's running his own business and he does not have time to stay at home with the girls, even though he does go on trips without even consulting Yara. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to be out for this weekend. Peace out. And Yara's like left with the kids. So this is what sort of starts her journey towards being more self-actualized. And this isn't a this isn't a spoiler because I think this is in the blurb, but she gets into an altercation with her colleague, and her boss is forcing her to go to therapy. So this is when she starts, you know, dealing with the fact that a lot of her depression is dealt with unawareness of her generational trauma, the trauma that she witnessed as a child, trauma and depression that goes from woman to woman in this family. We also have insights to Palestinian culture and how they're not able to go back to Palestine that often or that easily, how she's not really able to express her culture to other people, other people have this certain perception of her culture and especially of like the stay at home, very um, restricted life as a Muslim woman. And she's sort of like fighting that whenever people ask her like, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, and you know, people are like expecting her to see if you're a person of color and people go up to you, you know, the answer that they're expecting, like, where are you from, really, you know? So she goes through that, and this is a really beautiful, beautifully written book. I really loved the writing style of this book. It's very slice of life, meaning that you go through the days with her, you know what food she's cooking, you know, what chores she's doing. Um, it's very detailed in that way. It's a very quiet book, but it's also very honest and very like, like I'm just in love with this, with this particular style of writing. So I'll definitely be checking out Itaf Rome's other book. So you go through the motions with Yara. This book is also written in, in a way that it's like split with Yara's journal kind of like trying to figure out what story she's writing in her journal. Is she writing about her childhood? Sometimes she writes in the voice of her mother. And it's very, it's very well done. And you sort of go through this journey with her of dealing with what society expects of you, what your family expects of you, and sort of breaking through that. I highly, highly, highly recommend you read this book. I think especially nowadays, we do need to read more books from Palestinians, from Palestinian Americans, from Palestinians in the diaspora. Like we do need to hear their voices more because their voices are not necessarily uplifted in society. And 
as we can see now, they're actually more censored than other types of voices. So definitely you should read this book. I already have A Woman is No Man, which was Itap Rome's debut novel. So this is actually her second novel. So I'm so excited to read A Woman is No Man. After this, we will be talking more in depth of like the plot points and more spoily types stuff. So if you don't want to listen to that yet because you haven't read the book, um, you can stop here. Next week, I will be talking about my reading wrap up of 2023 and my reading goals for 2024. And hopefully I can keep up with the schedule of publishing an episode every Sunday, even if it's not super, super long. Um, I just am really excited to be talking about books. So if you read this book and you want to hear more of my thoughts of it, you can stay after the instrumental break. If not, then I hope you have a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Welcome back. This is now the spoiler section of Evil Eye. By the way, if you hear snoring in the background, that is my cat. He has a stuffy nose and he's sleeping. So I think you can hear him snoring. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so don't mind it. It's just my cat. First, I want to talk about the character of Silas. Now, I did not expect Silas to be gay. <laughs> I was actually disappointed that he was because I was totally shipping Yara and Silas. I really wanted them to have an affair. <laughs> Sorry to say. But actually, it's great that he's not attracted to her in that way because then it will be like sort of another thing where Yara goes from her father's house to her husband's house and then to Silas's house, you know. So it's great that he's just a really, really, really great friend to her. He's really empathetic to her. He listens to her. He validates her feelings, which I think is so important for Yara because Fadi, her husband, does the exact opposite of validating her feelings. He gaslights her. He And he's been gaslighting her because he, towards the end, when he blamed her for losing his job, like that was low. But throughout the book, you just see Fadi gaslighting her, putting her down, telling her that she's crazy, that you're not supposed to be feeling this way that you should be grateful like we we hear this stuff sometimes too unfortunately whenever we say our feelings especially in cultures where mental health is not really everyone should be happy <laughs> that's it be happy or be nothing else and even like yara going to therapy was sort of like well in in this case i think this, this is also something that I really loved about Itav Rome's writing of the characters is that these characters are not like cardboard cutouts. Like they want Yara to go to therapy, 
but they don't whenever she does go to therapy and she says well this i'm feeling sad because of the trauma that i i felt then they put her down so it's like it's like this whole gray area of yeah they support yara getting help but when she tells them that hey I'm depressed maybe because of you or partly because of how you treat me, then they're like, whoa, <laughs> hold on there. Um, so I really do enjoy the character of Silas. Like I felt safe <laughs> with Silas and I'm not even in the book. I felt safe with Silas and, and yeah, I just loved the homey feeling that this book provides. So yeah, the character of Fadi... Um, it's a very like, cause that's another thing that was really interesting in the book that Fadi isn't really made out to be the villain of the book because Yara also empathizes for him. She sympathizes for him that he is not able to see the trauma that he dealt with as a kid because his father was very hard on him, um, still is to this day. And he doesn't really acknowledge that and he sort of dissociates every night by just watching these reruns of sitcoms and he said he's very happy with his life even though at the end you find out that he's been having a lot of trouble at work he doesn't go to work he spends money on needless things the motion of her mother um i actually sort of knew <laughs> like i can have i had the feeling that yara's mother was dead this whole time but even when Yara finally admits that, it still devastates you because you know that Yara, the simple act of Yara having an honest conversation with her mother would have helped them both, you know, and it's very tragic what happened to her mother. And it sort of like brings this idea of the tragedy of women, you know, in these sort of societal expectations. You know, they, it's like a death of dreams, a death of being happy. And you sort of see that with how Yara views her mother when she's having this affair. Like her mother automatically is so happy with this strange man, but she's not happy when she's with Yara and her siblings. So Yara sort of resents her in that way saying, you know, why is she not happy with me? And then it led her to admitting to her father that, yeah, her mother is having an affair. And then her father beats her mother almost to death. And it's very difficult to read, but it's super honest. And these things do happen. Um, and Yara sort of sees that future for her. I mean, obviously, Fadi doesn't beat her, but she still sees that suppression. And she's like, will this be my life? And in that way, it's very, like, you know, relatable. Sometimes we can look at our parents and, you know, see, will this be my life, And good or bad, you know? So you sort of are, like, sort of have to take in that lesson for yourself, saying, what kind of life do I want for myself? Is, am I holding myself back because of what I've seen throughout my whole life with whoever raised you or the people around you, you know? And that was one of the questions that I came out of with this book. And I'm, I really loved the ending of this book. Yara sort of, Yara 
makes a living for herself through things that she loves. And it sort of made me wonder how um, how autobiographical this book was with the real Itavarum because she also has two children and she has like a bookstore and at the end of the book Yara wants to start an art studio like a space a creative space where people can come together and feel seen people of different backgrounds and I feel like that's something that Itaf Rome did with her bookstore so I wonder the parallels between her life and this book but at the end of the day, it's none of my business. <laughs> yeah, and I also love the the questions of motherhood. Like you want to be there for your children, but you also just want to live your life. Like you, she, Yara wants to travel. She wants to see the world. She sort of has this question of, am I living up to my full potential? And I think that's something that we also have question too no matter who you are there's this question of am I living up to my true potential am I living you know according to what I can be and with Yara throughout the book her her aunt I don't think she really answers that question or she avoids that question not until she deals with the fact that you know she does have this trauma that she sort of brushed under the rug or swept under the rug rather. And it's not until she starts journaling that she, you know, has all these revelations and, you know, it's like her safe space as well. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I just love everything <laughs> about this book. Um, it's just so, it's, it's just so brutally honest that it makes you, um, just relate to it so much so yeah that is it um that's all i will be saying about evil eye um i'm really excited for 2024 just the books that are coming out and the books that are still in my bookshelf that have not been read yet i definitely have so many books on my to be read shelf um but yeah I hope everyone has a wonderful week, a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful holiday, and happy reading. I'll see you next Sunday.